is the Meeting of Minds podcast with me, Philippa Robinson. Hello, welcome back to the Meeting of Minds podcast. I'm Philippa Robinson. So since last week, I've been musing on various topics. Um, so I've got quite a few in the pipeline, but today I've decided to talk about role models. And the reason for this is the other day, in fact, I think it was only yesterday, um, my friend uh, Gina uh, released the latest episode of her podcast, which is called Holistic Love Bites. Go and give her a listen. And her post was all about why, or her podcast, which was also an Instagram post, was all about why she loves men. So go and look at Gina's uh, stuff, her Instagram, and uh, she's Gina underscore Isabella underscore Simone, S-I-M-O-N-E, or listen to her podcast, Holistic Love Bites, to hear about her work um, and then her post, uh, obviously, about why she loves men. Uh, but she asked for comments um, about what uh, men, women, you know, thought about what she'd said. And it really got me thinking. And I commented on her post and said that I loved listening to her podcast. And it, it really made me realise that I don't know men. I mean, I don't know women either, but her post was about men. And what I said was that I had no male role models. I mean, to be fair, I had no female role models either, but I had no male role models of value or that modelled my values. I mean, and I didn't understand about values when I was younger, but I had... No one in my life that modelled values and ways of being that were meaningful to me. And, and that was the case really until I met my husband. And, you know, me and my husband are both dealing with stuff from our childhood. So it can be a bit tricky for us at times. Um, but, you know, we're doing okay. And I, because I didn't have any role models of men that were meaningful to me, and that is really not meant to sound disrespectful of the men in my life, but um, I didn't. And this ties in with other things that I'm going to come on to talk about. But, you know, feeling like I didn't belong and being the odd one out and all those things. But I'll come on to talk about those another day. Um, but I was surrounded by men. <laughs> so I don't have any sisters. I have three brothers. Um, I We didn't have a huge family. So um, I didn't have like any other female cousins I mean I have got a female cousin but because of things that happened in our family I didn't see her much after being about eight um and I have a fabulous auntie who is still in my life but I don't see her very much because we live quite a long way apart 
And my mum was in my life, but my mum was very much uh, in her masculine energy. And I have spent a lot of my life being very much in my masculine energy. And I was journaling the other day and realised that I probably at school chose subjects that were perhaps more traditional subjects for boys to do I'm I'm sort of doing air quotes um which is you can't see obviously on a podcast but I did maths and further maths and economics at a level um and I dropped my languages I didn't do English um I wasn't really guided in any way so I made those choices completely by myself um so that's good I can't you know I'm not saying I'm blaming anybody else for them But I think there is definitely an element of me choosing those subjects because they weren't traditionally subjects that girls did. There was only two girls in my maths and further maths class. And that was because I had been led to believe as I was growing up that boys were very much better than girls. And it wasn't that I was trying to be a boy, but I was very aware that as a girl I was lacking in some way or failing or or there was something like inherently wrong with me and I felt that if I tried my best to achieve in a way that a boy would achieve I might be more acceptable and that was all totally subconscious but I do actually believe there was an element of that And now I am returning to being a bit more creative. I'm writing a book. I'm doing this podcast. I'm writing blogs. It is awakening something in me that has long been dormant. And I do believe that that is more of my feminine energy that has been hidden away for a long time. And, um, you know, spending time now accessing more of my feminine energy is it's quite a challenge. I mean, it's a rewarding one, but it is definitely a challenge after years and years of trying to get away from it in a way or deny its existence or certainly ignore it. Um, And, you know, that also has a knock-on effect on my um, femininity, you you know, in a sensual way as well, but that's that's a whole different... um, podcast but there is yeah there is something about actually becoming more of the woman I was supposed to be I think the the spirit in me wants to be much more feminine and is now much happier as a result of the work that I am doing so there is some real magic in there for me um and all this kind of came about uh, on the back of Gina's post and her podcast and it was really good to to be provoked to think about those things and you know it really got me thinking about all those things but also about what a role model is and um only this morning I uh was journaling I do a bit of journaling nearly every morning um unless I don't have time and um I wrote that I'm proud of the work I'm doing now. 
you know, being proud, having pride in myself and my work is something that I'm not used to. Um, and I can't help saying it and feeling a little bit uncomfortable about it as though I'm being a bit big headed. But of course I'm not. I'm just saying I'm proud of what I'm doing and who doesn't want to do something that they are proud of. Um, and it's a bit of a rare thing for me. Um, I rarely felt proud in my previous job uh, as a solicitor. It's weird, really, because I was good at it. I was good at the sort of technical side of it, the law. Um, I was a commercial property lawyer, so I did all sorts of commercial property deals and um I was good at it. I was good at the technical side of it. And I was good at the client relationships. Um, I wasn't so good at schmoozing the clients that wanted schmoozing up to. But I was quite good at dealing with the difficult clients, um, which, you know, was kind of a double or the clients that other people found difficult. And I still find them a bit difficult but I found a way of getting on with them. And um, yeah, it was interesting. It, yeah, it was interesting. Um, but I, I didn't feel particularly proud of what I was doing because I always felt that, um, I won't tell you exact words I used to say um, with this phrase, but I always felt that I was helping make, you know, rich people richer because, and there's nothing wrong with money, don't get me wrong, but um, it, I worked in a big corporate law firm, or, or, or a few, but I, I not, mainly worked in big corporate law firms, and my clients were big corporate entities or property developers, that sort of thing, and it just sort of didn't sit right with me, and I didn't really know why. Like I said earlier, I didn't really understand values and what that meant. That only came to me much later on. Um, and I'll talk about values in another um, podcast episode. But I just knew that it didn't feel right. Um, and that's why I changed jobs quite often. There were other reasons, but one of the reasons, that was also a reason as well, that I changed jobs quite often moved cities, uh, different law firms. Then I, after my second child, I moved to actually uh, away from commercial property and acted on negligence claims against solicitors for a couple of years. Then I gave it all up when my boys started school for a little while and I wrote a risk management paper for a, an insurance company, a very large insurance company that insured lawyers. That was actually really interesting. I enjoyed the writing. Um, and from then I went on to be a risk and compliance officer. So I didn't go back to practicing the law, being a actual solicitor, but I worked in a law firm using the skills that I had, but more being more involved with the people. I really, really liked that bit. I really liked the, the, the getting to know people, helping them. And I really felt I took something different to that role and I really enjoyed it. Um, but there was still a 
legal corporate sort of element to that and I left that job for lots of reasons but that again had something to do with values but the work I'm doing now um, my coaching this podcast writing my book it really it does feel right and um, you know maybe it, it feels so right because I, it's in stark contrast to something that felt so wrong for so long. Um, and, you know, maybe I had to do all that in the past so that I would recognise this now as being right. You know, now I'm here, I can recognise it. And I'm, I'm a big believer that everything happens as it is intended and this feels like another example of that. So this feeling proud is a good feeling, but it's an unusual feeling and feeling proud is, feeling proud in what I do is not something I saw growing up. It wasn't something I saw from the adults um, in my life. They, they didn't, demonstrate a pride in what they were doing um I, I think they demonstrated lots of other things but I wouldn't say pride and maybe that's just coming back to my values there but I wouldn't say that that was demonstrated and nor were nor did I see any evidence of them being proud in, of me um I think my mom did say to me once that she was proud of me it definitely happened once, but I was so taken aback that I can't actually remember uh, when it was or what it was about or what she was talking about at the time. Shame, really. I wish I could remember that. Um, you know, so I, I grew up feeling anything but a daughter to be proud of. And um, I remember that when I announced I was going to apply to do law at university, my mum just said, God, what a waste of time that was. And why couldn't I be a vet? <laughs> she had lots of animals. Um, so being a vet would uh, have been more, more useful to her. But in a, in a way, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that the first I heard of her wanting me to do a vet was that moment because it was just too late. I hadn't done sciences for A-level. A um, had I known that's what she wanted, I might have given it a go just to please her, which, you know, A, probably wouldn't have pleased her anyway, and B, you know, would have left me doing a course that I didn't really want to do. So, you know, there was no chance of me being a vet at that stage, and I'm quite glad um, I didn't know about that before. But it did, it did mean I left home at 18 to go to university knowing that not knowing, but feeling like I was just a bit of a disappointment. You know, that wasn't uh, an unusual feeling for me, but yeah. Anyway, so, so, you know, back to role models, um, or rather my lack of them, I didn't have anyone to look up to, to model a healthy relationship or how to manage conflict and certainly not how to follow your own path um, be comfortable in your own skin and stand steady in your own values and beliefs. In the last four years, I have started to learn that for myself. 
and I'm doing it now for me and for my now family. I'm trying to be um, a role model for my two sons as best I can, which brings me back to where I started and Gina's post about men. Um, so I don't really know men, but I don't know really, I don't know women really either or didn't. And every, every day is, is a school day. Um, I'm learning a lot from being more open and vulnerable with my friends and my family. I'm learning the joy of being seen and heard and understood for who I am, rather than that shiniest version of me that I could present at any time, as I thought the real me was pretty unacceptable. You know, from my clients, I'm learning that I have a lot to offer. And if they want to find answers, I can help them in a way that makes them feel seen, heard and understood. And that's really important to me personally, and also that my clients get that from me. I'm also learning from my husband and my boys. We all have our own things to deal with. And we all have good days and bad days. But they blew me away, especially um, the kids who are currently 12 and uh, 14. They, they blew me away with their openness, their knowledge of the world, and their ability to just unapologetically be themselves. Um, you know, it's hard work being uh, parents to children that age, but it's also such a joy. And um, yeah, it is. So I have some fabulous people in my life and they are all role models to me um, now in different ways. I think I've realised that I missed out on so much hiding away behind my mask for so long. But now I'm out and in the light um, you know, I'm darn well getting the most out of life and having as much fun as I possibly can. And I hope in listening to this podcast, you might seek the same out for yourself, because that is what I hope for you. I wish for you. So on that note, that's it for this episode. And I'll be back again next week. So until then, take care and have fun. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Meeting of Minds podcast. You can find this podcast in all the usual places. Please tell your friends, please subscribe. And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website at www.safeandsupported.co.uk. Until next time, bye.